You know what Cam's doing? <laughs> what? Dude, check this out. So Ash and I are driving in the car. Yeah. And all of a sudden, in the back seat, we hear, I want you to be my name. I'm going to have a minute to say. A, B, C, D, E, F, J. And we're like, what? She's like freestyling it? Yeah, She's dude. making up songs. She's literally I making these songs like the, up. The tunes sound like it's a real song that uh-huh. she sings. Yeah. yeah. And then you listen to her lyrics and you're like, no way this song says like, C-I-F-O-S-P-J. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, she's she's hanging. She has the window down. I love she's it. She's hanging off the window. The wind's blowing in her hair, and she's like, "You and me, everybody say LGFPJB." I love it. And I'm and I'm like, I slowly try to hand the camera to Ashley for her to record it, and then Cam sees that she's being recorded and stops. And yeah. you're like, "No!" That's so cute. Oh my god, it's crazy, guys. So welcome, cute. welcome to Real Awkward. Welcome. I'm Andy Case. I'm Amanda Knickerbocker. And you guys have stumbled upon the greatest podcast ever created on the platforms of every platform that you can hear us on. Where we talk about our weird kids. Yeah, it's the Weird Kid Podcast. <laughs> I mean, your kid's not that weird. Yeah, I mean, he's a little weird. Well, maybe. He, he doesn't looks have a, weird now. He doesn't have he's a tooth. He's not there yet. <laughs> he's a snaggle tooth. Uh, no, well, so I taught him what a whale awesome. says. <laughs> and that's the only one he'll I'm say back whale. to me. No, so he'll just walk around the house. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll, he'll be down the hallway That's where awesome. there's nothing down there for him so i don't give a crap if he's by himself he's just <laughs> so i think it like echoes in the hallway oh and then i'll be God. like are you being That's a awesome. whale <laughs> i can't get him to say cracker or cookie or but anything he, like but that he'll be a whale but he'll say the whale noise that's awesome so i'll tell you the one thing that drives me insane <laughs> uh and because he'll say mama all the time and he says dada and he'll like look at him and be like you say mama, he'll just look at me straight in the face. Dada. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, you fucker. bastard. He knows what I want, That's too. Funny. He knows I just want him to say mama. Dada. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Guys, this is not the cute kid podcast. No, if you clicked on this not. thumbnail, but we do have some cute kids. You want to yeah. check them out? Hit up our Instagram. My kid has a snaggle tooth. Yeah, well, let's post pictures of our kids on uh, one of these. I'm not going to do that. Okay. All right, so next, uh, <laughs> that kid's under lock and key. I'll post a picture of the dog. Yeah, that kid's in a cage at home. So uh, if you guys clicked on the thumbnail, yep. right? Or if you are listening to us on the various podcast platforms, yes, you guys know we are talking about... Cult classics. Cult classic movies today. And Amanda has some... Sweet titles. Yeah, so I found a list, and I actually thought it was cool. So I figured we could kind of go down the list. I'm just going to skip ones that maybe I've never seen before. Fair. And then but maybe we've seen them. I, I know, doubt it. I know you haven't. Seen <laughs> you know nothing. I know. I could be a cult. I know. It. Yeah, you could <laughs> drink the Kool Aid. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just figured we could talk about them. Or if that's the case, my kid has been in a cult for a long time. Drinking Kool Aid. <laughs> she always has a Kool Aid mustache. I don't know what he's talking about. She's never had Kool Aid. Oh, it doesn't have to be Kool Aid. She just has a Kool Aid mustache. I know where it came from. <laughs> just every kid has. You know what she told me? Sticky the juice other day. face. Babies have milk mustaches. Oh, this is true. That's cute. 
That's yeah, she so keeps cute. saying ridiculous stuff. Anyway, cult classics. Um, what do you got on this list? Because I would love to talk about okay, some of these. So we'll start with one of my personal favorite movies, The Army of Darkness. Um, <laughs> so I know it didn't make a ton of money when it came out. Right. But it has kind of lived on and it's even spawned like a TV show. Were you a fan of the original movies of the Evil Dead? Evil Dead? Yes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch them when I was really little. Nobody should have. Well, uh, my dad <laughs> watched pretty them. pretty intense. And I definitely, I did watch them, but okay. like I really wasn't allowed to like sit down and watch them. Did you see older. any of the Evil Deads? <clears throat> I have not seen any of them. Okay, so Evil Dead 1, then there was Evil Dead I 2. I assume they're zombie movies. They they Sorta. It, they're it's basically like possessed zombie zombie uh gremlin demon Sorta. things. So it, what's interesting is <laughs> Sorta. So um <laughs> Evil Dead 1 comes out and then the, uh, Sam Raimi, the guy who made it, decided to do Evil Dead 2. Which he kind of retells the story again. Yeah, I think the, he it, maybe the first one wasn't what he wanted. Well, or he got new studio backing. Like, or it ended up being more of a horror movie versus the first one is almost like a. <clears throat> no, so the first one is yeah. more of like campy horror. Yeah, the second one is more of like comedy horror. Yeah, it got more into Sam Raimi's goofy shit. Yes, yeah, and they're both good. Yeah, um, definitely the first one is. There are some really upsetting parts in it. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Ashley just hit the microphone. <laughs> um, but I'll, and I'll be honest, the, there is a remake they made a couple years ago. Uh, it oh, wasn't yes. bad. Yes, I like that one too. It wasn't bad. So Army of Darkness was the third out of that series. Technically, if you want to say it's Evil Dead 3. It should be because it's the same character dealing with the same demonic possessions, yes. isn't it? Yes. Well, I like, I, I like Army of. of Darkness more than I like the Evil Dead movies. Does he... Get and spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't it's seen a this. Thirty-five-year-old movie. Does when he gets the chainsaw and he attaches uh-huh. to his, is that Army of Darkness that that happens, or does it happen in Evil Dead and then he has it in Army of Darkness? I'm I don't forgetting remember. now. I think so. I think that's why I'm thinking that he the, has it in Army of Darkness. That they're officially connected. Well, they are. I think it right. like takes place like bam, bam, bam. Yeah, like it's chronological. I think so. So I it's them in a long so time. it's the first movie. I've watched them in order in a long time. One point five, and then Army of Darkness. Sort of. <laughs> Uh, but yes, that has become the whole purpose. That has become a cult classic because of uh, the character of Ash. Oh, yeah. Like, Bruce that's Campbell why everybody is, loves it. Yeah. Bruce Campbell is so cool. Mm-hmm. And Ash Williams is a really cool character. Just a store clerk that but has yeah. to fight demons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, no, I think those movies are great. Um, moving I've, on. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say I've always loved the uh, prosthetic effects. Of those Dude, films, they they did a good job. Sam Raimi's movies, he has a very like class, like a trademark style. He does, um, and you can even see it in Drag Me to Hell. I was gonna, that was gonna I say that, that movie. movie. That one. I yes. was gonna ask what yep. other movies he's done because I don't know if I've seen any, but I love Drag Me. Yeah, to Hell. when you're and talking he also about did the original Spider Man's. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Uh, Drag Me to Hell is a perfect example of of his offbeat humor. Yeah. Like when she's in the car with the old lady mm-hmm. and she's like licking her and like her, what pop, does her eye pop out or something? I think or, so. Right? Like these goofy things that happen. But, but like it, but extreme. Are, but are also terrifying. Uh-huh. Like that's Sam Raimi's MO and is how he the, does that. He yeah. has a very like classic style where like there's a camera movement and, like, the camera is almost, like, 
you'd almost think it's at your like the point of view of like an animal or something. The way the camera would like move through the woods. Yeah, he does. A, yeah, he does like a lot of low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think he also does some zollies, which is like a zoom. I don't it's know like, what that means. It's like a zoom in. But at Andy's the same, being bougie right now. sorry, it's, it's 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 a zoom in at the same time that the camera's pushing in, so it makes the backdrop behind the actor grow oh. while they stay in the same place. Hmm. And I don't know if that was it was not Sam Raimi's like style. Uh, no, but I feel like there was scenes in that film. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, that have created, but but I do agree that it deserves its cult status. Oh, one hundred percent. Now there are going to be some people that probably can't handle it just because it's either scary or dealing with demonic possession or whatever. But overall as a film, it's like, okay, that has some cool moments in it. Yeah. It's fun. Um, That's how I, that's how I take it. I used to have an army of darkness t-shirt and I wore that shit until it literally had holes in it. I had an army of darkness poster in my bedroom. Like, I think, yeah, I have a, I I used to have a collection of movie posters. I know I had one. Um, Next would be the princess bride. Oh, (laughs) marriage. Is that that movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> We're both just staring at you. I was confused because there's another uh, uh, Spaceballs. Oh, God, I love Spaceballs. I think that when they're getting married, he mm-hmm. says something like that, too. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. Um, a, a Princess Bride is great. Oh, so good. It obviously has so huge good. cult movie status at this point. Um, I this, think it's incredible. This is Rob Reiner. Yeah. And Rob Reiner, I do. He's he is a great, at least that time yes i feel like that was his golden age yeah during like those 10 years from like princess bride spinal tap uh oh god i'm forgetting the other one that rob reiner did i don't know at that same time but anyway princess bride has so many quotable oh totally scenes totally Um, i mean Everybody knows, like, my name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody right. knows that. You never mess um, with death. Wait, what does he say? You never mess with a Sicilian when death is on the line. Oh, yeah. And then he laughs and just keels yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> Andre um, the Giant is dude, in that one. it's so good. And Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I love that part so much. <laughs> I love Carrie always, yeah. and I'm happy that he's continue to work yeah another movie that i really love is robin hood men in tights uh ash had never seen it and we threw it on and i couldn't tell if she was enjoying it or it's not. so silly like i was tired it, yeah she, <laughs> she was pretty tired oh yeah i it that movie's so silly i love it did you say abe lincoln <laughs> no i said, said abe lincoln, lincoln. Um, stupid <laughs> it's so dumb yeah like, but but you're right so uh carrie always he actually was like from the Princess Bride, I thought he was going to be the next Hollywood heartthrob. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think he turned into that no, at all. He no. he definitely stayed in that like goofy, comedic Mel Brooks. Yeah, well, he. I feel like I've seen him around a lot more in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, maybe he did like other movies, um, but like you know, United States big blockbusters weren't it. Am I, dude? Did I? misspeak is it mel brooks that did princess bride it's rob reiner i think it's rob reiner okay rob reiner okay for some reason i'm just thinking i think mel brooks did marvin him in minute he did so that's why i was confused because i was like "Ooh, that's another one we should do they kind of have the same similar uh, street cred mel brooks oh my god yeah there's some good stuff because every movie young frankenstein is so good uh they just kind of have the same comedic timing in uh, both yeah. of those films, but I, I think say it's Mel Brooks Carrie. Movies are a little bit more like 
over the top Cheeky. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the thing is, is it, it's Carrie, uh, Carrie Elway. Elway's that's yeah. actually doing the comedic timing. Mm-hmm. So it's really just him in both of those yeah, movies that that I think yeah. kind of make it. But man, but Princess, they do seem like they go hand in hand. Like, yeah, yeah. Princess Bride. There, there's so much, man. The, the pit of despair, the rodents of unusual size, the sand, so the sand pits, like, uh, freaking <laughs> the the dread pirate Roberts like story. Yes, I think it's like a Fencing. story, a oh story my that God. you think would be predictable because it's a a fair maiden that's a, being yeah, rescued, fairy tale, but it's so unpredictable. It is like you don't, you could never guess what's going to happen next. No, it's so good, and yeah. it's one of those ones. I think the Princess Bride is one of those movies that like. People will talk about it. And if somebody's like, oh, I've never seen that. You're like, oh, we got to watch it right now. We have to watch that movie. That is one of those few that yeah. you would say that about. Like, Same we thing have like, to watch like movie. Goonies. Like, it's like, yes. you haven't seen it? Which okay, we got to watch it. I've still never seen it. Right it's now. It's so good. Uh, I could do a whole episode on how much I love You have Goonies. six fingers on your right hand. Yes. Um, so, and then, I think we talked about this movie briefly. But Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, uh, Repo. I love Repo. So good. I can, it's, okay, this is one of those movies where I could tell everyone it's so good, but if they ask me why, I couldn't. No, I couldn't no, justify it. No, and it's one where like <laughs> it's one where I watched it a long time ago, and it ended up being this one where I'm like, this movie's bizarro, but you gotta watch it. Like, yeah. Ash is right with the definition or description of what the movie would be. Like, yeah. what, why is it so good? It's a cult classic. Like, yeah, you can't because say if you anything. tried to truly break down the plot, you'd be talking for thirty minutes. It's like, a girl. He, she has a disease, and then they and need Paris to Hilton's go. In. Get, yeah, and Paris Hilton's in it, but she's kind of inconsequential. But she kind of also has a decent role. Plasma out of people and put it in there. In the meantime, yeah. a doctor comes and steals your organs back. Yeah, like you're Giles just like, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer's in it. <laughs> And everyone's like, you said this movie was good? I know. <laughs> You're like, like yeah. but it's also a rock opera? Like, <laughs> and on top so of it, it's a rock opera. Didn't it have, like, the record for the most number of songs in the soundtrack? Like, Oh, oh there's got to be a lot. Shots because the songs can be anywhere from, like, a couple minutes long to, like, a couple I lines long. Infected. I am So rock I think, like, start and stopping, like, it has the most songs. I'm not shocked to hear that. I think it... I think there's no actually spoken lines in the movie. I think the whole thing is sung. Uh, I think that she's right. I think every single bit. No, there. I think there's a couple lines. Are you I sure? Think, Maybe I she's know. right, dude. Now we have to watch I it again. I gotta watch it again. Well, there's, okay, I will there's say, some unique... If you haven't seen Repo the Genetic Opera, and I mean Repo the Genetic Opera. Not, not Repo Man. Not Repo Man, not Repo Men. <laughs> yes. Gross. If Jude Law is in it, it's the wrong movie. Correct. If Emilio Estevez is in it, it's the wrong movie. It's the wrong movie. movie. (laughs) Um, Yes. If the girl from Spy Kids is in it, right Right. movie. (laughs) If Paris Hilton's in it, correct movie. Dude, Paris Hilton. If you're still listening, watch that movie. Paris Hilton is is a very interesting character casting choice in that that, film. um, What's the award that you win? Razzie. A Razzie. She won a Razzie for that. Oh, well... Whatever. Okay. If anybody doesn't know, the Razzie is what you win for being the worst. The but worst it's actor. So good. Like that movie's so I good. I think the Her problem. Weird. I think the problem is that we are saying the film as a whole is fantastic with the sum of its parts. You pull Paris Hilton alone out of it, you'd be like, "That was a shit performance." But I will say the movie came out. But she fits that role. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The movie also came out kind of like at the end of her career when people were just like, 
over her. Yeah. And so I think the role of her, because she, she's written as an annoying, spoiled brat. Yeah. So she's one not, of the three rich kids. And you're not supposed to like her. Right. In the movie. Yeah. And, or any of the siblings. Right. Yeah. You're not supposed to like her, and you don't. Yes. And. So in that aspect, she did a good job. Like you are right. Your argument um, is valid. So I don't (laughs) know. I don't know if it's necessarily earned that she won a Razzie because I don't think her performance was bad. I think her character is a piece of shit and you're not supposed to like her. It also has elements of like Blade Runner in it with its dystopian future. Oh, definitely. Right? And it has, <laughs> yeah. the movie has a color palette. There's it does. like dark reds yep. and like weird, like electric blues. It's so good. Seriously, go watch Repo. It's so good. Grave Digger. God, it's okay. Great I'm gonna digger. listen to the album on the way home. <laughs> yeah, it's um, there's it, it does it sticks with you. So good. Uh, yeah, and I don't apologize for the mo- songs being stuck in your head for the next. week. They're so good, man. So good. It is a rock opera, and that's it. In a little glass vial. A little, <laughs> a little glass, glass vial. A little glass vial. Um, okay, uh, the room. <laughs> oh, Lisa, you're, you're turning hip hop, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Ash and I just watched The Disaster Artist. You told me that. Which is the uh, documentary it's biopic. Like, it's like uh, a not a doc. It's not a documentary. Okay, I'm no. sorry. Sorry, I said that wrong. There okay, was right. sorry. It's not a documentary. <laughs> it is a biography from the uh, actor. Is his name Gary? You mean Tommy Wiseau? No, 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 oh. no. The, the other guy, the blonde-haired guy that plays oh. him opposite in the film, the movie depicts them as a couple of yeah. of coming up actors that aren't getting a break in Hollywood and decide to make their own film. Got Meanwhile, it. Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau? I think it's Wiseau. Wiseau. I don't know. Uh, you, yeah. you learn, you don't know why, but you learn he's like rich. He has a bunch of money and decides to just make this movie. Like He spends like $6 million on it. To produce their own film that he writes, directs, edits, acts in, everything, stars in. And it ended up being a cult classic because he truthfully wanted it to be some drama about this character's tortured life. Yeah. And it ends up being like coming off as a joke the entire film, which is not what he intended based on the movie we watched. But now he's owned it as he's like, this movie is a comedy. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. the movie, uh, you know, I you always see it on like these top ten worst movies, top ten worst mm-hmm. movies, and so it's interesting. Like the Disaster Artist, I didn't see it, but I know you, like, it's good. It's James Franco, yeah, playing Tommy Wiseau, but like it's the movie about the movie, which is crazy. But uh, well, it's a it's a movie about making the movie. Yeah, yeah. But um, James Franco plays Tommy, and then. Uh, uh, Frank, what's his brother's name? Dave Franco. Dave Franco plays the Gary. oh the Gary. guy. Okay, that's yes. Hilarious. And so the fact that they're separated, but James Franco's performance, like portraying Tommy, is great. Hmm. He he did a really good job playing this guy. I just it just cut to a scene where he's he he keeps telling everybody he's from New Orleans, and they're like, but that accent, what is that accent? It's so weird. It's like a strange accent. And then later you find out, not in the movie, but like if you read upon Tommy, he's like from Poland. Oh, weird. And he's like 60 years old, like <laughs> like pretending to be like a 20-year-old guy. So, he's so, so they gave like some facts at the end of the disaster. Yeah, they did. 
we haven't really seen the room. Um, but apparently making it was like six million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made eighteen hundred dollars in its first It was only it was only weekend. in the theater for one day, but oh my he God. Tommy it kept in, it. Yeah, played in one theater and then he paid for it to be in the theater for two weeks so it could qualify for Academy for Awards. Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty oh. crazy, man. And he even uh the actual Tommy Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau is in the film like cameos. Oh, like really? a little bit, yeah. So, anyway, the the moral of this whole story is that dude's nuts. Is that he's he's pretty off, but the film of the room and I would say accompanying disaster artists watch both of those because you would probably have more respect for the room. Interesting. As a crazy cult film. Interesting. I think that's true. You probably do respect mm-hmm. it more when I you definitely know some of the background yeah. and like how it came about. And that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What's next? Uh, clerks. I mean, there's some people that are like, that's I their jam. I could listen to Kevin Smith talk <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah, you I do love I him. I think I like Kevin Smith more than I liked Clerks. You mean like, you liked Kevin Smith's character? I like him. I like him. like As I, Jay and Silent Bob? He, I think Jay and Silent Bob are hilarious. But because like, he doesn't talk in the movie. No. I, <laughs> I know that. Yes. Like, I like... like interviews with him and I like like that kind of he's stuff. He's a he's a very very cool. Um I think director. the I think those movies are fine. Like Clerks Clerks 2 and then like Jane's Island Bob Strike Back. The and reason then... that one went cult though is because it was a low budget film. Oh, absolutely. They just had their friends convenience store and a couple other locations to shoot in, which is why they had to shoot in front of the convenience store as well cuz yes. like what else are we going to do? Uh but that is a perfect example of a filmmaker that was like, I'm just doing my own movie. I'm doing my own totally. movie. I'm writing my own film. We're gonna, my friends are going to star in it. And, and you can tell how low yeah. budget it is, mm-hmm. but that is something about it that is nice. It's yeah. like, you can tell it's just like pe- friends making a movie. Yep. I think that like when I saw Clerks, like I was introduced to Kevin Smith. And so I'd watch like all his movies. Yeah. Right. So like, I wouldn't necessarily say that Clerks is the one that stands out for me as yeah. far as Kevin Smith movies go. Like I would say not. I now, like his movies as sure. a collection. Yeah. Like I just enjoy Kevin Smith movies, but I don't know that clerks is like, yeah, that's the classic. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. Yeah. Kevin Smith will be the first one to tell you. He's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. He's like, I'm learning along the way. He did cop right. out with, uh, Bruce Willis and yeah. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Oh and my he said God. He, he, in an interview, he was talking about, Bruce Willis during the filming would look at, uh, uh, oh my God, Kevin Smith. Sorry, oh, wow. jeez. I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> I Always literally, said his name I just times. had a brain fart. Uh, he would look at Kevin Smith and be like, "Hey man, what type of glass are you using right now?" And which is like, uh, it's another name for lens. lens. Mm-hmm. Like, what lens do you have on the camera? Because a, an actor that's done it long enough knows what your depth of field might be, or knows mm-hmm. how close they can move back and forth. And Kevin Smith was like, "I don't know." We're just yeah. shooting the film. And he's like, know your glass, man. Like, and so it was like one of those things. He would. Yeah, right? <laughs> Bruce Willis being a dick. Yeah, I've heard but, he's a dude. But bag. Kevin Smith was just kind of like, dude, I'm learning this stuff. And like, I would be working with actors. And yeah. I had gained this popularity from Clerks. And all of a sudden, I had to explain to people what was going on. Because yeah. what? After Clerks was Mallrats? I think so. Right? And, and that was also pretty low budget. Yeah. Even though they got freaking like Stan Lee like in it, dude. Too. 
Um, I think that was my first introduction to Jason Lee, right? Or did was he in Clerks? I don't remember him being in Clerks, but maybe he was. That would have been early on for Jason Lee for me as well. And so also Ben Affleck yeah, yeah. was in Mallrats. Yes. So, um, but I actually prefer Mallrats over Clerks. Yeah, I agree. As like agree. one of the first couple Kevin Smith films. But dude, it, the guy is so... His movies so, are different. He's and so I down like to that. earth. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when he's talking. I, I love when he gives a review of like a new comic book. He's a huge comic book fan. Yes. When he gives a review of a new comic book movie, he has so much passion, but he's also like real about things. Um, I like him because awesome. he seems like he's a like. What? I just thought of it's ropey. It's ropey. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Kevin Smith has a stand-up where he's talking about having a dream. No, it wasn't a dream. Oh, I thought it was he a had dream. A poop after he got high. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so dumb. But also his buddy who plays Jay. Yeah, Jason right? Mewes. Yeah, Jason Mewes. Like from the get go, uh, Kevin Smith was talking about. He's like, dude, Jason was like always high on set, and he was mm-hmm. just completely like out of his mind. Obviously, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm just trying to keep them together. But he has now like he's synonymous with silent. Uh, Silent, or Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob, and Jay. Because without them, <laughs> so that, that sounds Jay. weird. That sounds weird <laughs> I to hate say. It so much. <laughs> I was like Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, like without them, that I don't know, right? Because like Dogma yeah. and stuff like that. They're yeah, they're in that one Dogma. too. So Dogma's yeah. weird, but I do like. I like Dogma. Dogma. You're just like, dude, did you take it out? <laughs> what is he's driving the car down the road, and it's like totally over. Uh, the RPMs, and he was like, man, are you going to shift it? Like, he's like, what do you mean shift it? <laughs> and so he's like driving down the freeway on first gear, <laughs> burns it out. Uh, I think Chris Rock is in that one too. So Dogma? Yeah. Yes. So Kevin Smith, like, he met a lot of people through yeah, he, his career. He very quickly, like, became the guy for a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, the thing I do like about Kevin Smith is he seems – and I hate to say it like this, but he seems like a normal person. Right. Because mm-hmm. like yep. sometimes celebrities have this, like we have created this air sure. about them that they're godlike. Yeah. I think that's why I just like to, to hear him talk because he's like, he's down to he's earth. He's up there in status, but yeah, yeah, he's just a cool guy. Yeah. And like, he would tell you more than anyone. He's like, I'm just a dude, guys. Like I'm just a yeah. dude that likes movies and, and oversized hockey jerseys. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and actually he lost a lot of weight because he had and a heart he attack. And he still wears oversized hockey jerseys. That's his favorite thing. Uh, this was actually about Clerks <laughs> yeah. when we first started, not the Kevin Smith podcast. Uh, moving on, we but, have yeah. Blade Runner. Did you forget? Did you forget <laughs> what Blade Runner was? No, no, no. I know. Oh. It's just uh, it's. I struggle to understand why it's such a cult classic on that one. Okay, because truthfully, I to think me, it's... it's just like a sci-fi film. I think so. it's a cult classic because you have people in like film school who are like, it's so deep. Right. And okay, so um, I think it was Philip K. Dick wrote Do Androids Dream of Electric Sleep? Okay. And that's what Blade Runner is based on. Got it. I've never read it myself, but I have a graphic novel version of the story. (laughs) Sure. And it's good. It's interesting. It's basically like the core story is you know, this guy is looking for the replicants and what hijinks ensue, sort of. Sure. And. Which has now been replicated, oh, no yeah. pun intended, uh, multiple times in different stories. Yeah. With androids and stuff and, like that. And right? then it begs the question of like, well, what if I'm one and I don't know? Sure. Um, I do know that the style of the film was yes. pretty unique at its time. Yeah. 
Um, and I've always wanted one of the umbrellas that has like a light stick in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think it. I think it worked for the time. I think it was a little different. It had Harrison Ford. I was gonna say Harrison um, Ford. It just came off of all of the Star, Star Wars, Wars movies, and then or I think Indiana Jones even. Right, and so it's interesting for it to be a cult classic with that name power associated yeah. with it. Like, because normally when you think mm-hmm. cult classic, you think no name actors, or you think low budget, or at least you know. The release wasn't yeah. widely known, and Blade Runner was directed by um, um, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, who would who had already had some names. Yeah, I think uh, he'd already done Alien at that point. Right. So I mean, I, it's interesting to call that one a cult classic. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I I guess it is just based on its uh, storytelling and it's, narrative. I and will say, like, I could only imagine because obviously I didn't watch the trailers when yeah, I was sure <laughs> not born right. yet, but like. The the color palette of that movie is just navy blue. Like, there's right. just different blues. Yeah. And so I could imagine, like, as a trailer, that probably wouldn't grab people to be like, oh, whoa, I got to watch that. But even if it was, I mean, you see Harrison Ford. Do you know what I'm saying? And you're like, dude, yeah. that's that's Indiana Jones and Han Solo. What? Indiana Jones. I'm going to go see that movie now. Yeah, what, I don't what, know. What did you think about the remake? Did you watch that? I thought that? it was okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest Ryan Gosling fan, mm. but I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't finish it. I only saw half of it. I thought it was. I like. I. I. I like Blade Runner. I like Harrison Ford. Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I don't know if I really ever need to watch it again. Yeah, it would, I, some people would like be like, "That's my top 10. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't. Fine. I wouldn't put that there. Like, I think it's good visually. It was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like okay, I watched it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Um. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You smell of elderberries. Mm. Okay, so um, when we quizzed each other, yeah. we asked you other questions. Yeah. I was planning to my first three questions to be, what is your name? Oh. <laughs> what is your quest? <laughs> um, have you seen Monty Python I, and the Holy Grail? I have not seen any Monty Python. I mean, like I've seen like bits yeah. and pieces. It's just not your over style. My head. Like is, I don't is get it, it. No, it's not over your head. I think the problem is is that it's the, very dry. Yeah, no, I the think humor is over my head. Like I don't. Oh, you mean like you don't understand the wit about it? Yeah, at all. But I also, I'm not really into, like, it's it's kind of British humor, British humor is a different humor, especially during that time. They had a very unique style. I really like it. I will say, I don't really care for some of the Monty Python stuff. I like this one, but there like are moments. Like Life of Brian. And, yeah, and there yeah. are moments where I'm just like, what is happening in this movie? This is one, I know John loves Monty Python. There's a lot Grail. of people that like this one and yeah. maybe not as much other Monty Python I would say that's where well. I fall into that category. Uh, this one, though, I don't, I think there's so many scenes that are quotable mm. where you can recite almost, not just the, the, not just the scene, but also like what is spoken, said. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think that it hit me because I just thought it was silly. It's totally at the silly. time. Um, well, then you know, like they're like riding on horseback, and it's just like a guy clicking coconuts <laughs> together. Like, um, it's 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 very like <laughs> silly humor. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why it's held on for so long because it doesn't matter if you're watching it in the 70s or if you're watching it in the 2000s. Yes. Like, the jokes are still the same and they're not trying to be like making jokes about the internet and like saying stuff How do you tell if she's life. a witch? Right. <laughs> um, well, if she floats. What floats? Very small rocks. 
There's like stupid stuff yeah. in there. Like it's yeah. All right. Um, Ash is over here. She's like, sorry, you guys don't I'm have me sold. Probably never watch it. I'm sorry, Monty Python fans. Um. So Fight Club. Yes. I'm really interested as well that that's a cult classic because the star power of Brad Pitt in that I should be enough to push that film at all. But do you think it was too uh, mind bending for this, some people? This, so so. The mind-bending thing, I don't think it was too mind-bending because we've talked about this before and there's a lot of other movies that kind of follow the same theme. Like, you know, there's this stuff going on and then you realize at the end it was you all oh, yeah. doing it. Now that's like a movie trope, dude. But, yeah. what, but I think what yeah. it is is, so Fight Club is based on a book by Chuck Palahniuk, mm-hmm. who yes. is my favorite author. Right. Yes. Um, and he has a cult following. Yes. So I think sure. the movie is a cult classic based on the fact that people love Chuck Palahniuk, who's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of you. his stuff is different. Not normal social yeah. standards. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and little, the stories he that he tells. He seems a little weird in the brain. But um, How long was the book out before Fight Club was made? I don't know. I, don't I, I haven't read the book because... I've seen the movie so many times that I can't read the book now. Like, like it'll ruin yeah. it'll I see ruin Brad it. Pitt and I yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. Like, I also thought that Edward Norton was so good in Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow, I love Edward Norton. And then I watch other Edward Norton movies and I'm like, I really don't care for Edward Norton. Yeah. Like, I, I just like that movie. I think Fight Club is um, a cult classic for many reasons other than just the Fight Club stuff. Yeah. Right? So we're talking like his relationship. Well, nobody him. watches that movie and then goes like, man, the, the fight scenes were the best part. Yeah. Like, but, but like his his relationship, right? He he goes to this uh, anonymous meeting, even though he doesn't need to. Yeah. Right? And like meets people yeah. and these characters intertwine. Like uh, there's there's some uniqueness to how the story is told. It's gritty. Like the yeah. film itself yeah. is very gritty. Um. It is by far, and I'm, I, I will stand firm on this, I think it's Edward Norton's best performance ever. I'm sorry, Incredible Hulk? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I heard he was a dick on set. Oh, that's what I've heard too. He was like, he wouldn't let Louis Letelier uh, direct. I've heard he's very insistent that he be involved with yeah, that he was, you know, He apparently was making revisions to the script about what he thought Bruce Banner should say. Yeah. And Louis is just like, Okay. Hey, well, and you know, he's not a, com- you know how some directors would stand up or whatever. He's not combative as a director. Yeah. And Edward Norton was a bigger name. So I think he was walked all over. Probably. And that made that movie a little bit rough. Cause you can tell Edward Norton's like, I'm going to steal the scene the with what garbage. I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but, but, but there is some movies that Edward Norton was also great in too. So like American history X is actually a fantastic oh, film. Yeah. Um, but it messed his psyche up when he played that character. How could it not? Ever since that movie, Edward Norton has not been the same yeah. since that. Uh, but Fight Club, man, there is, I mean, there is some really unique filmmaking in there. I mean, they literally splice in a dick mm-hmm. in the film. Like, it is a it is a very strange... Well, then there are some shots where there is, like, one frame and it's Tyler Durden. Like... Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, and they actually start that very early in the yeah. film and you don't, when you first watch it and it, I'm basically talking to people who haven't seen it before. Yeah. When you first watch it, you think something 
was wrong with the cut or something like that. Or you're just like, wait, did I just catch something? What did I do? Because if you blink, you'd miss it. Yeah. So there. So it's unique to find some of that stuff which in is, there. Which is part of which follows the book. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, because I did try to read it, but right. Um, there's also a lot of stuff in Fight Club that like is quotable, I guess. Like his name is Robert Paulson. Oh like, sure, that yeah. Gets stuck in my head. Yeah, or, he had like, bitch tits. The first rule. Everyone oh, knows the first rule about crazy. Fight Club. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Just you know. Yeah. Things you know. Yeah. Even if you yeah. haven't seen it, like you know the first rule about Fight Club. Oh, yes. Also, fun fact about that movie was I'm pretty sure it was Jared Leto's first role, right? Oh, I don't know. Or at least maybe he was uh, the baby face or angel face who like he gets destroyed. Like he has a pretty face and he starts Fight Club and then I think it's Brad Pitt just beating the crap out of him. Jared or Jared Leto? Or uh, not, uh, not Brad Pitt. I think it's the first time that Edward Norton's character goes crazy. And I think he beats the living hell out of him, and he loses pretty looks. That's Jared Leto. Wow. Yeah. I've yep. seen that movie so many times. He has I like never, frosted, like super frosted together. hair. We'll have to and, look it up now. Oh, well, I feel like he wasn't significant enough of a character for me to be like, no, oh, yeah, he was in that yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the next one would be the Blues Brothers. And that was uh, SNL, right? Yeah. So yeah. Was that one of the first SNL? I think. No, because they had made other films previous to that, right? Maybe it was. Um, Because Blues Brothers was in the 90s, right? Or is it the 80s? It was the 80s. Yeah, so it might have been one of the first big uh, SNL films. I apparently didn't do very well, but obviously now people have followed it. I love the Blues Brothers. Dude, it made Um, it made Belushi and Aykroyd like household names yeah right yeah i mean the the mm-hmm. the soundtracks of those movies alone are incredible yeah, that stuff's good too um but yeah i mean do it, you think did when did belushi pass away after that film i don't know uh, well i'm wondering if that's what made it a cult classic maybe because whenever an actor passes that movie the last one that they did ends up being like a very famous film yeah so i mean heath ledger right dark knight will always be immortalized yeah uh, or he will be immortalized in the film because he passed away, and that was his last film. Yeah. Not, I mean, there was Parnassus or whatever it's called, or Emporium, or I don't remember what it was. He was in another one. Heath Ledger. Imaginarium was, of yeah, Dr. Parnassus. Yeah, is that what it was? I don't yeah. know. He was in he was Yeah, because that movie film. was garbage. Um, okay, so next would be Donnie Darko. Okay. I was one of those people that I watched it, and I didn't know what I just saw. I was so confused. Yeah. Am I wrong? Jim Belushi? Yeah. No, no, no. John, John Belushi. Belushi. Oh, I said Jim Belushi. Did, no, I think I just said Belushi. You probably just said Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> he died in 1982. And, w- and when was Blues Brothers? 1980. See? So it was yeah. a couple years after, but that would have yeah. basically... I, uh, when did you do Animal House? I think before that. 78. Okay. And so was Blues Brothers his last film? Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying that it's it... it's kind of like Heath Ledger mm-hmm. and Batman. Yeah, it was yeah. the last movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway... What Donnie were you talking Darko. about? Oh, Donnie Darko, yes. Um, I go back and I oh, actually... I didn't even know I enjoy that film, but during the time, I really was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's yeah. about wormholes and time travel and yeah. stuff. I agree. I I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I literally had to watch it several times to be like, oh... Okay. Yeah. It's like a psychological groundhog day. Kind of. Yeah. I went and saw it with, it was one of those things where they, it had already been out for a while and they were playing it in the movie theater again. And I remember like, I was good friends with like my sister's boyfriend's friends. Like (laughs) I hung out with them (laughs) 
and it was playing and so we all went to go see it and they were like oh my god donnie darko is in the movie theater and so we're all going in afterwards i remember being like okay that was cool somebody explain this shit to me like it's a cool movie and it definitely like made a career for jake gyllenhaal um but it was very much just like what just happened i feel like a lot of people who loved it didn't really know what was going on it just kind of became cool to like donnie was, darko that was how i felt also like about frank the rabbit was yeah. like i think that that cool. but yeah. he doesn't serve a huge purpose in that film correct uh, yeah i guess frank the rabbit like him just being around yeah but i think i there was a there was a thing Maybe where i felt fight club was the same where it was cool to bunny like wearing club. a human face or what does he say <laughs> i don't know what that line is but but why are you like, wearing a bunny suit? Why are you wearing a human suit? Yeah, why are you wearing yeah. a human suit? Uh, was he... Uh, I guess I'm forgetting what his purpose was. Does I thought he... Frank the Bunny is the guy that died. Obviously, we need to watch Johnny Darko We need to watch again. Johnny Darko again. Because I haven't seen him in a long time. And then they tried to make S Darko Because like if you go back and... to the party mm-hmm. that Donnie was at, that's somebody was right. wearing a rabbit bunny. mask. Okay, so he's basically just like coming back within this never-ending torture portal to remind Donnie of what happened. Right. Okay. I get, yeah. So, I mean, he is important to the role, but I guess I didn't get that watching it initially. Like yeah. I was just confused that there was always a bunny I probably around. Haven't watched I don't know. It in <laughs> oh, it's been probably 10 years. Yeah. For me. I need to watch it again. Years. I need to watch um, it again. <laughs> are we doing okay on time? Cause I got a handful more. Yeah, dog. Okay. So then, um, a clockwork orange. That's uh, absolutely a cult film. I that mean, movie is upsetting. It is very upsetting. You, there's no way in human hell you could produce a movie like that again. No. That has torture, rape, yeah, uh, gang like violence, yes. like this type of stuff, and have it be revered as it is now. Yes. Um, there's so many movies now that it just wouldn't. Nope. Nope. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you read that script, you'd be like, absolutely not. Even like TV shows that I watch that are like ten years old, I'm like, whoa, like. And it really is like to its core, it's about a spoiled brat yeah. that does what he wants and then pays for it at the end. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Malcolm McDowell is an incredible. Yeah, um, the things actor. they did to him though. Oh my! For God. that film, um, like the, is, the eyeball things. Yeah, like, he, and and that torture, like when he's filming that scene and stuff like that. That those had been in his eyes for he was really being tortured hours or something like that, and he was his scream is real. Yes, like he's just he wants out of it. You've you know you've got uh, uh, that scene when they go into the people's apartment and they just break Singing a bunch of shit rain. and they're drinking milk and it's like awful. it is such a weird thing. But I understand why it's a cult classic because I think the shock and awe of that film at the time yeah. was enough to be like. He's wearing a cod piece. I'm yeah. not going to forget this film. And I think it's one of those yeah. ones where, like I think a lot of these are on here, it's very memorable imagery of the movie. Yes. You remember the guys in the bowler hats. Mm-hmm. You remember, like, even the front cover of the movie where he has, like, the eye, like the, hit the eyeliner. And yeah. eyeliner. Yep. Like, it sticks in your brain. Yep, very much so. Um, I know Jeff, our friend Jeff, dressed as... Uh, dressed as him for Halloween oh, right. and rocked it. It was a great costume. Uh, but yeah, man, that film that I I will give it to you that cult classic for a reason. Yep. The next I have is Pulp Fiction. That one turned into to an interesting spot because I would not say that is Quentin Tarantino's best work. 
But it is the most memorable thing that he's done, or close to it. I really like Pulp Fiction. It's, it's Travolta and Sam Jackson. Jackson. Man, yeah. Um, but I also like it because that was like the movie my friends and I would watch all the time, yeah. and like we would quote like most the of Ezekiel. Tarantino's stuff has quotable lines oh, in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Yeah. Most, like all of his movies are incredibly violent. Yeah, they're very over the top. Hyper, hyper violent. They're very quotable, and like he absolutely has like a style. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino has um, a style. And like I am a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, but I I think Pulp Fiction people remember it because because it is like there is the imagery that sticks out. There is all that stuff. I funny enough, I didn't remember it for Sam Jack. I remembered it for Travolta's weird. That, that like bluesy Vincent Vega. Yeah, yeah. dude. Like so it's talking like his character is so I, I I dislike him but like him at the same time. Does that make sense? Yes. Like yeah. His career had really kind of like taken a dumps like a dive. Oh yeah, he was in a And that low really part. reinvigorated his career. Sure. And I mean, you know, he f- screwed it away. Right. But like um <laughs> That really brought him back. Yeah. And, but then it made it also a star out of Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, sure, man. Um, but, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I love that movie. Well, and that was twin uh, Tarantino's fourth film. Mm. Right? He had done Reservoir Dogs. Then he did... Uh, did he direct Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jack, so, no, like, uh, True Romance, he wrote it, but Miss he didn't direct it. Uh, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown was oh, his Jackie third Brown. film. It was his third film. His second film, for some reason, I'm forgetting I don't know. what it was. I don't know why I've seen I so many Pol- Quentin yeah. Tarantino films, because I hate Quentin Tarantino. You, you, you don't like the director, or you, don't, you dislike his films? I don't like his films. You, don't, you didn't like uh, Kill Bill? One or two? I've, Not really? Did you like really. Death Proof? No. Oh, okay. I just, all right. I don't like his style yeah, at all. Fair enough. Okay. Um, there was one probably in the last 10 years maybe that I liked. That you enjoyed? Uh, d- d- was it Django? Django Unchained. Yes. Uh, that so was good. Yeah. So good. Oh, and Inglorious Bastards? I haven't seen it. That one's good too. But like I don't, I stopped watching his movies because I'm just like at some point I realized I'm like I don't like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, sure. So I just don't watch him anymore. But I I saw Jackie Brown. I saw Reservoir Dogs. I saw Pulp Fiction. I saw Kill Bill. I oh, uh, Usual Suspects. No, right? Isn't that Tarantino? Mm -hmm. Anyway, this is another Quentin Tarantino episode. No, 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 no. You're Um, right. We were what were we talking about? Oh, uh, Pulp Fiction. So really, Pulp, Pulp Fiction has a a unique style that I feel is different. A little different from Tarantino. Also, Uma Thurman. She is a very unique individual. She's a handsome woman. She's yeah. <laughs> yeah I a, really like. I uh, I am a huge fan of the soundtracks of his movies. Yeah. And so that's a huge thing that makes it for me. Oh sure, um, that makes sense. Okay, so um, moving on is Spinal Tap. Mm. One of my favorite Rob Reiner films of all time. Yes. These ones go to 11. These go to 11. Mm. Well, it's just really silly. Like, you just, you, the, the bread's larger than the meat, <laughs> so you just keep folding the bread, and the sandwich gets smaller, and it's just, it really is a joke, okay? And, like, these guys, <laughs> <laughs> like. I don't the, think Andy likes this movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> Spinal Tap, I actually had never seen. My dad put it on with me. He's like, buddy, you got to check this out. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll watch one of your rock and roll films. I had no idea what I've seen. Yeah. After I was done with that movie, I was like, this is comedic 
gold. Like every single one of those songs are iconic. Every single scene where those guys are together is absolutely absurd during the entire film. Um, Freaking, they all have herpes like during an interview. <laughs> they, one, they're talking about their record, and he's like, One of the guys, or, shit sandwich, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, one, <laughs> yeah, what somebody, that's my favorite part. Yeah, a reviewer gave your album just two words, shit, it's called shark sandwich. Yeah. He's like, He just said shit sandwich, I and they're like, Let us read that. Is that right? Uh, well, you had a spinal tap song at your wedding, oh my god, uh, uh, cakes. uh cups and cakes. Cups and cakes. About that. <laughs> ate so much. My I remember shit about your wedding ate. that you don't. <laughs> Andy made me watch Spinal Tap right after we started dating. We were like right when we started dating. Oh yeah, because it was uh, still one of my favorite films. And I thought, I mean, I don't. Time. Maybe I like it because I wanted you to like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like terrible and awesome at big the same time. Big bottoms, big bottoms. Talk about bun cakes. My, my girl's got them. Big bottom, knock me out of my mind. How could I leave this behind? Boom, boom, boom. I gotta boom, watch it boom, again. Boom, I haven't seen it in a long boom, time. Boom, boom. Oh my God, so good. I could just watch um, it over and over. It's a cult classic for many different reasons, guys. If you have not seen it and you wanna have a laugh, it's awesome. Yes. Check it out. Spinal uh, Tap. I have two more. Yep. Uh, both involve one of my favorite actors. <laughs> uh, Clue. Okay. I love Clue. That's I cannot so speak to Clue because I haven't seen it for 20 plus years. Oh my God. It's, so it, Clue for me is Spinal Tap for you. I've okay. seen it a million times. I could watch it a million more times. Run the cast over with me real quick. Okay. Martin Mole, Christopher okay. Lloyd. Okay. Um, Tim Curry. Okay. Um, oh, Tim Curry. Love Tim Curry. It has... Um, I don't know. Is, was it uh, 70s? Uh, either late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, early 80s, okay. Um, yeah. It's so good. I think it's easily one of the best, like, adaptations from a random thing to make a movie out of. Right. But it works. Because you have to be creative to make a movie out of a board game. Dude, it yeah. works. <laughs> and it was so, it was miles ahead of well, the shit they're doing It's now. very similar to the Agatha Christie book, and then there were none. Yes. Or Ten Little Indians. Whatever one you want to sure. call it. Yes. Um, so it's kind of that. Similar concept, like paired with the classic game. Is it? Yes. Uh, I, I like I said, it's been such a long time. Is it just a murder mystery with a little comedy in it? Or sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but it, it, in my opinion, it everything works. Um, the humor is fun without being too kiddish or sure. too yeah, over the top. Um, each actor I feel like brings their own and like, you know, like, um, professor Plum has purple and like Colonel Mustard is yellow. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think it really works. Uh, and then, um, at the end of the movie, when it was sent to the theaters, each theater had a different ending. So there was three endings oh, to the movie. See, that's cool. So you might not have had the ending. The same one. Um, nice. But then, I think only until you bought the movie would they have all the yeah. endings. I see. Yeah. That's cool, though, to uh-huh. experience yeah. it that way. It'd make you want to go back and watch it multiple times. It's so yeah. cool. I love it so yeah. much. Nice. Um, the last movie is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Which is, uh, it is a I cult would... classic because of how off the wall, and yes. it's a musical. Yes. I would right? say that that, to me, is like the definition of like a cult classic. Well, it's turned into a cult film 
less about the film and more about the theater experience. The is, have you ever done that before? No, because it I heard so fun. if you first time you have to go, you have to stand up and say you're a virgin and they like um, throw toilet paper at you or something. I don't. I don't what remember it is. doing that, <laughs> but I also wouldn't stand up and do that even right. if they wanted me to. But it's really fun because like you go and everybody's quoting the lines mm-hmm. and like there's a scene where like it's raining and like there's squirt guns. Right. And then there's like a scene where like it, it's a, to- a, a toast and everybody throws bread. And at first you're like, what the fuck yeah, You're is like, happening? what's happening? But, but if you do it, yeah. It's really fun. It, it has turned into more than a film. It's an experience yes. to go see it. And the movie itself is just kind of like wacky and crazy. And, and that's again, Susan Tim Sarandon, Curry. right? Yes. Like early Susan Sarandon. Very early. Crazy. And it has meatloaf. Oh, yeah, it's man. So I tried to watch it. And I tried to watch it by myself because I didn't watch it, want to watch it with somebody who already loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I couldn't even get through it. I, I had can... to turn it off. And I'm a little nervous to like go to a showing because I feel like it's... You have to know a the cult movie. that I wouldn't be accepted to. <laughs> sure. I'm not accepted because this cult. I'm not like diehard. Yeah. Like, well, sure. I remember I went to it. They used to do it in Se- uh, a couple different places in Seattle, and I went with my friends years ago, years ago, and I think I'd seen the movie once or twice. Like, um, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, but and. and some of the movie, it, there are definitely times in it that are slow, and it's not a perfect movie by any means. But then there are some parts that are so great, like some of the songs are incredible. Like the, the time yeah. warp, uh, is yeah, the so time good. warp is iconic. Um, yep. Tim K- Tim Tim Curry, like being a Dr. Tran- transsexual so transvestite, <laughs> like all of this stuff is so unique to its time. Yeah, and kind of a lot of firsts. Yeah. I I think it was. I I think it's a great. I think it's a great and very unique film. It yes. deserves its cult status for sure. Yes, and then the sure. sequel that they made was not great. I don't know if I actually watched it's it. It's called dude. Shock Treatment. Nope, passed, it's not good. Passed on it. Never heard of it. Apparently, it's not good. Tim Curry still in it? I think so. Okay, I've seen it once. I well, those like are it. some dude. Those are some legit cult classics. I would say they almost all deserve to be on like a must see, like at least once. Yeah, watch all of them at least one time. Make your own judgment, but you most of the time you watch it, be like, now nah, I know why that's a cult. Yeah, classic. And I would say if you haven't seen one of these, I would say either I would okay, truthfully watch Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah, so. <laughs> I would tell you out of anything that we've went over, Repo is probably one of those that's like that's a don't miss. Check that out. Well, and I think Repo is one of the ones that got missed. Like, you know, yes, a lot of yeah. people have at least seen or heard the Time Warp or seen bits of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Every, I, I don't know someone who hasn't seen Fight, fight Club. Right. Or, or at least, like, yeah. you get, like, oh, okay, it's about a fight club and there's a twist, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Repo is one that easily got overlooked. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah. For sure. Well, thanks for bringing a list on board. (laughs) Amanda, where can people find us? Pretty much everywhere you can find your podcast, you can find us. Um, Also, if you aren't already, go check us out on Instagram, Real Awkward Podcast. Um, Follow us, and we try to post a couple things a week. But I also have a job. But um. <laughs> Amanda's in charge of our social media. I do my best, okay? <laughs> uh, the uh, Also, please let us know. We say this every podcast, but if you guys are listening to us on a podcast platform, please head to our Instagram, DM us what you're listening to us on, because we'd really love to know. Yeah, because um, certain 
websites we don't, don't know. give us information right. to make sure that our stuff is getting to you guys yeah. or that we have all the episodes readily available. Yeah. So um, let us know. I Perfect. would love to know. Yep. Please. Please. Yeah. We beg of you. At least one person. Uh, all right. Hey. Guys, what? You can take us out with some Spinal Tap. Which one? Dealer's Choice, baby. I'd... I'd uh, deal <laughs> choice. We're putting him on the spot. Now. Uh, God, I can't even think of anything. Uh, I got nothing, guys. I'm really disappointed. Oh my God! You say it's your favorite movie. I, I, I let's I, do the time warp again. I, you didn't sing one, so I'm. <laughs> 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 it's just a jump to the left. Okay, bye bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>